What's good, you guys? Welcome back. If you guys don't know who I am, my name is Esteban Chavez, and you guys are listening to the brand new podcast, formerly known as YouTube Chats, but is now Life is Like a Pop Song. Pretty cool, right? I hope you guys kind of like the title. I really love it. I really do. I was coming up with, you know, I was like this new season of E2 Chats. It, it, it needs something. It's been a complete year since the last episode I dropped back in the summer of 2021. Um, so it's been literally a year since I've jumped on the podcast. And, you know, I was like, if I'm going to go back into the podcast world, it needs to be me. It needs to represent the experiences I went through the past year, the things that, you know, have popped up in my life. And it, it just needs to be represented in this new season of E2 Chat. So I was like, you know, we need something new. We need something fresh. I can't come back in with the same old E2 Chats podcast. And, you know, uh, it was also a matter of the fact, you know, E2 Chats, a lot of people even question me like they're like what is that and you know it resonated back to when my buddies from elementary school used to call used to call me e2 because there was another esteban in in school and i came in uh, a year after he was there so they're like you're the second esteban because you came in afterwards and i was like uh okay i guess i'll take it um uh, so he was e1 i was e2 grew up like that and you know i guess that's what i started my, my youtube channel as it to reacts but um besides the fact uh i just felt like this new season really needed to be something fresh so i was coming up with names and i i was like i love the podcasts that like have super random like genres and 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 titles like noah beck's uh podcast put a sock in it love it like super random like little sayings like phrases that you would think of i think are are, are make like the best titles for podcasts and that's what i kind of wanted to go for as you guys know my the, the podcast mainly revolves around music and and its presence in my life so i was like i need i need something with that and this past year has definitely kicked my ass in ways that are terrible and in good ways too i've i've learned a lot this past year and have grown as a person so i was like you know honestly like what represents me and pop pop music represents me in its entirety pop music is about love being depressed as fuck being in your feels going through things in almost like a very upbeat narrative it could be like the most depressing song you've ever heard but with the most upbeat tempo <laughs> that's a pop song and that's literally life for you so i was like dude this is perfect life's a pop song throw it in the bag this is it this season is about to be it and that's what it is so yeah this is a new podcast that's a little story behind how that came to be so life is like a pop song i hope you guys enjoy this new season i hope you guys enjoyed the new presence of the podcast and if you've made it to the second season and you listened to the first one like truly I thank you from the bottom of my heart because I felt like I lost touch with the, like my fans and the audience that I had because you know life gets in the way and I took I take these gaps where I just 
um, distance myself from social media and, and and specifically obviously my YouTube channel and and the podcast. So I'm just so happy to be back and let's just keep on rolling. So thanks guys for being here and it's gonna be a great season. Episodes every Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from now on. So make sure you guys stay posted. Make sure you guys follow me on my social media and make sure you follow the podcast at Life's a Pop Song on Instagram to make sure you guys keep updated with any news that might be on there or coming up but let's go ahead and jump into today's topics um happy monday i hope you guys have had a great memorial day weekend it's been a busy one to be honest um for myself um we had a lot of parties this past weekend uh mostly my brother's graduation he just graduated high school congrats to my little brother gabe my boy made it i don't know how he made it i'm not gonna lie guys i love school uh, you know I'm, I'm, I, I like school i've always liked school i, I i've never loved it <laughs> but um i always did good in school my little brother i don't i don't know what happened i really don't know what happened he he just didn't fuck with school never did and it's not gonna like the the fact that he graduated high school i mean it it it's a blessing in disguise and he, he even knows like literally he barely made it i'm not gonna call him out on his gpa but baby that was rough <laughs> like if i had that gpa i'd actually like cry um my parents were never like really on him like they forced him to go to school but like he never really did good in school like he would go but just like to go um and like we like i said it was kind of a miracle that he made it to school um the matter of fact i had to pay a lot of a lot of his registration fees for him to like graduate <laughs> but he was in debt four years of registration fees uh, and they had to get covered by your boy um so i was like bruh the reason you're up on that stage is because of me period <laughs> but anyways congrats to the classes of 2022 whether you graduated high school um college everything anything bless your hearts you made it 2022 enjoy the summer because it's here for you <laughs> uh we celebrated his graduation this past last weekend actually and again this weekend um with my dad's side of the family we got pretty lit it was fun we had tacos it was a beautiful it's been a beautiful weekend by the way no rain it hasn't been humid so it's just been a really beautiful weekend here in chicago and in illinois in general so bless up but a lot of things have been happening here in the area like if you're big into reggaeton music one of the biggest reggaeton festivals ever here in the city of chicago has been going on all weekend and that's the sueños musical festival it started friday and it went on saturday and sunday so if you guys love reggaeton then yes we're probably there with big headliners like osuna j balvin farruko mike towers we seen yandel el alfa and jay cortez there was plenty, plenty of uh, big names in the reggaeton playing in Chicago. And it looked pretty lit. I'm not going to lie. It was very salty that I didn't go. Um, I was very up in the air. And, I, you know, now I regret it. Seeing everyone snap. All my friends were there. Um, and it just seemed like a really good time. Like I said, the weather was literally perfect. So I know it wasn't too hot. And I it looked like a, a fucking blast. Like I would have loved to have been there. So if you were there, then you probably had the time of your life. And that was the first ever reggaeton the only big festival that chicago has ever had so it's making history here in downtown according to the chicago sometimes sueños music festival was has arrived in grand park and it's making history too this memorial day weekend grand park is hosting the very first largest outdoor reggaeton festival ever to take place in downtown checking in some of the fans and attendance people have also traveled from all over the country just for this festival making road trips from wisconsin indiana and even california to come down to see this festival true festival vibes are present in everything from the music to the fans outfits that boast every 
everything from glitter to fishnets to brighten makeup. Festival, go Festival goers can chow down on the wide array of food from several Latin American countries. Local businesses like the 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 oh dude my my parents would hate me if I couldn't say this I'm gonna try again fuck fuck the you guys know what I mean I'm so sorry I'm so like literally I will not live this day down because I cannot say that the Mexican Kitchen, Ponce Restaurant, and the Beat Kitchen have set up shop on site. So you guys are having the best tacos at this festival. So this just goes to show, I'm very proud of this because every year there's like these big EDM festivals. There's Lollapalooza. There's these big hip hop festivals downtown in downtown Chicago. And um, but there's really not a lot of a representation as far as reggaeton music goes. And... And here in the city and Illinois in general, Northern Illinois, um, there is a lot of fans of reggaeton. Like you go anywhere and you speak to anyone and they listen to reggaeton music. So the fact that this is happening and it, it, it just goes to show that there's a lot of representation here in the city. And the fact that it's good for businesses, um, for local businesses, for Hispanic businesses, Latin businesses in the area. It, it's pretty great. So if you were at Sueños, shout out to you for going. And if make sure you guys support the local businesses. Go out. Like, literally, Chicago has the best tacos in the nation. I don't care where you're from. I'm sorry, California. But Chicago, Loki has the best Mexican food in the nation. So uh, if you were here, I hope you tried some of them, okay? So segueing from Los Sueños, we've had a lot of new music release over the past uh, the week or so. So I... It would take me forever to recap the last two weeks of music. So I'm just going based and recapping this last week's newest music releases. So please, I apologize, but please um, bear with me as like as I continue on with the rest of the season. I, of course, will hopefully keep track and stay on top of all the new music that releases to talk about. And so if you guys ever are like, dang, you should, you know, dive into this artist or this song that I miss, please make sure you hit me up on the podcast page on Instagram and let me know. But first, we're going to talk about the biggest release of this past week. So this past Friday, and that's Tate McRae's debut album, I Used to Think I Could Fly. Man, when I tell you, I was beyond excited to listen to this album. Like, I've been keeping up with all the singles she's dropped from Feel Like Shit to Chaotic to What Would You Do? I've seen all the music videos, and I don't know what it is, but ever since I listened to Feel Like Shit a, a while back, I, I, I jumped on the train to listen to Tate, Tate McRae. And the, there was a point that I was like, wait, I've, I've heard her before, before Feel Like Shit. And I was like, where have I heard her? And then I looked at my liked playlist on Spotify and I found the feature with Khalid, the feature with Troy Sivan. Like, these are hits. And these are hits that I'm like, girl, I, I knew who you were. <laughs> like, I forgot you were on those songs. And those are bops. And I still listen to those songs. So... This girl has been kind of playing it smart with her debut album. She's been giving sing singles, 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 kind of teasing, and then boom, she drops this album. This, this debut album features 13 tracks, 12 full songs on the album. And I'm just gonna go through and read them what they are real quick for you guys. Don't Come Back is the first official song on the album. And then we have I'm So Gone, What Would You Do, Chaotic, 
hate myself, what's your problem, she's all I want to be, boy X, you're so cool, feel like shit, go away, I still say goodnight are the full 12 tracks. Then, of course, you do have the intro, which is a question mark, which is really cute. In the intro, she says, it's crazy to me because you grow up, you lose friends, you're suddenly scared of things that you were literally never scared of before. And when I was younger, I, like... I used to think I could fly. Basically, she leads into like why the, the name of the album is what it is because it, it's an album of growing up. It's an album of finding yourself and realizing that things you think you could control, you really can't. Things that you think wouldn't happen to you and love comes in mysterious ways and it goes in mysterious ways, but sometimes you just, you just gotta push through it, you know? And you think you're invincible as when you're younger, and as you grow up, you realize that that's not the fucking case. Because <laughs> let me tell you, baby, I'm fucked up right now at 24 years old. Life has, ooh, ooh. Sometimes I still, I don't even consider it, like, sometimes I forget I'm 24 years old. And uh, that's technically considered, like, you're an, you're, you're an adult, you know what I'm saying? There's no if, ands, or but. You're an adult now. And so, that has a lot of responsibility. And Tate McRae does a great job of just, like, having this balance between younger teen and young adult in this album. So it's, like, for everybody, for the most part. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just really enjoy this this album. Um, I've been listening to it since it came out on Friday. And really, like, I have top five songs from the album that I have not stopped listening to. And I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you guys into which ones those are. Now, as far as this goes, um, we won't know any specifics as far as streaming and where uh, Tate McRae's album has debuted in. So right now, we're gonna look at to what songs are her top five on Spotify, just so you can kind of see the the presence that Tate McRae has had on the music industry and like what you know like what she's doing because she's actually doing her very well and again this is her debut album this is like her entryway into the music industry and i personally think we're talking like olivia rodrigo status now i i know she's not going to have the numbers like olivia rodrigo did because she didn't you know she didn't have uh the the, the presence or the backup audience like olivia rodrigo had with her fans from disney Tate doesn't have that. She's going literally strongly based on the fans that she had when she started her YouTube back when she was 13, when she was doing her first singles, and the fans that she's garnered over the year, year or two with her singles. So first popular song on Spotify is She's All I Want to Be with 144 million streams. Second is You Broke Me First, which was her big, like her first big single that has 935 million streams on Spotify. So she's very close to a billion with that song. Third is Chaotic with 36 million streams. Four is What Would You Do with 11 million streams. And five is That Way with 211 million streams. So already her top... Three of those songs in the top five are from her new album. So she's doing really, really well already. And like I said, she, I, I, I don't remember, I don't know who her label is at the moment. I can dive in and figure that out. But whoever they are, they're doing really well as far as allowing her to release singles that are catchy, that they knew would catch on and people would listen to, to entice them to like hold on and, and, 
now you guys know if you listen to my podcast or my old YouTube videos, I live right by the train tracks. So if you hear that in the background, you know what's up. But I'm not going to let the train, I never let the train stop me. Except sometimes when I would literally pause the video and wait for the train. But why, why wait? You guys can feel the ambiance of, of the train. <laughs> you, you, it's like you're in the room with me. You know what I'm saying? Um... But yeah, so so like Tate McRae has really made a presence in in the world. Eh, is really making her footprint. You know what I'm saying? She's a baddie. She looks. She's a hottie. And Tate is just. She's giving. She's giving what some of the pop girls are not giving recently. It's authentic. It's her. And it's edgy. It's this pop punk esque vibe. And I just. I literally cannot stop listening to this to this album and her personally. So let me go ahead. Let me give you the top five that are my personal repeats right now. I'm going to try not to include the songs that have already been out, like Chaotic, She's All I Want to Be, Love. Like that song is my gym song. I play it before I go to the gym as I'm going to the gym. Um, it's really, it's so good. It's so good. She's um, really? My parents are right outside my door, so they're probably like, what the fuck is going on in there? It's just me. They know what's up. Uh, Don't Come Back is in the top five. I'm So Gone. Uh, what's Your Problem? You're So Cool. Uh, and you know what? And... Fuck. Fuck. I feel like shit. Oh, I already said, no, that's part of the songs that have been out, though. Yeah, we'll just keep it like that because, I mean, I really like all of them. Fuck it. I don't even want... I don't even know why I'm giving top five. I literally like every song on here. No skips. Have listened to the entire album. No skips at all. Like, can we listen to a little bit of Don't Come Back? Because the lyrics in here... Like, just let's, let's listen. And then a kick face. Now, I think the other reason that I really like Tate McRae and this album is the instrumentals on all of these songs are again uh, either a guitar and drums. Like yeah, this kick bass right here um, to f go into the chorus, like. That, I don't know. And you guys you guys know that I'm a sucker for acoustics and the guitar in any song. So that's why I really love artists like Shawn Mendes, Ed Sheeran, Camila Cabello, and Tate McRae. So you hear what I'm saying? Like anything guitar just instantly I think is, is a hit. And so this entire album, every single song has acoustics in it. It has guitar, uh, whether it's an electric guitar, um, and, and drums of heavy presence of drums in almost every song and every song though i don't know i don't know how they do it but her voice is at the forefront but the bass are also at the forefront of every song like it just they're there as soon as the the, the bass hits um the drum sets in and her voice kicks in with the chorus like like here let's listen to this one more time don't come back right here 
period. So you know, you guys, so there's that, there's that different. I don't know. It just hits different, and I think, I think Tate is just giving everything that she needs to give for her debut album. So I wish her the best of luck with this album. I hope you guys go check it out. And the cool thing is, I have a new playlist for you guys to check out my fave songs from this album. Oh yeah, I went there. I went there. So. Make sure you follow my Instagram page, Life's Like a Podcast, and then my Spotify favorites list uh, is on there. You can find my playlist on there, follow it. You'll get all the newest songs from that have been released and that are my favorite, and you guys can bop with me every single week to my favorite songs, all right? So make sure you guys go follow that playlist. All right, but that's Tate McRae. I used to think I could fly. Bless her heart. I can't wait for new mu- uh, the rest of the music videos to come out for the rest of these songs. Um, because she serves looks in every single one. Every single one. I've got, I've literally watched all of them. Alright, let's go into the next latest release. And that comes from Calvin Harris. Calvin Harris has released his new song, Potion, featuring Dua Lipa and Young Thug. You know, before I, I say how I feel about this song, let's dive into where it's coming from. So Calvin Harris has released his song as a precursor to his funky wave Bounces Volume 2. As we all know, he dropped Volume 1 almost five years ago. Five years ago in the summer, he released Funky Waves Volume 1. And if you guys remember, that that was a good time. 2016 summer was a vibe. With hits like Slide, Rolling, and Feels, the, the album really gave summer everything. Like, I remember playing Feels uh, with Katy Perry and Farewell Williams constantly. I used to get so high. Guys, don't tell my mom that. Um, please. <laughs> I used to get so high to that song. Um, every night, literally during the summer, I would go with my friends, we'd get high in the park, we'd pull up, we'd cruise around, like, in a farm town, like, we live in, there's nothing to do but, like, drive around and and get high, so that's literally what we did every single day in the summer, (laughs) whether it was... 8 in the morning or like 2 in the morning. We, we were out and about smoking and feels with that song as well as slide. Like they were just bops. And so he's dropped Potion now with some of the biggest names in, in pop with Dua Lipa and rap like Young Thug. Now listen to the song itself. It's a little... I, I like it. I like it. It's, it does give us off that same summer vibe. But for some reason... It's it's too repetitive, and I love Dua Lipa. Like I die for this girl. I die. I really do. You guys, you guys know if you guys watch my YouTube videos. I die for Dua Lipa. But for some reason, the chorus hits too many times in the song, uh, and I'm pretty sure that's all Dua Lipa sings is the is the chorus. Like she doesn't have like a, a bridge or like a full verse. She just has the chorus. Um, if, if I'm remembering correctly, and the song itself is actually pretty lengthy. It's about three and a half minutes long, which again. It's kind of long for her just to be repeating her verse. Young Thug does a great job, but the, the track, I don't know. It, it took me even a couple of listens to actually vibe with it. So go check it out for yourself. I can play you guys a snippet of Potion right here. Get it, girl. Mm-hmm. 
Thanks, girl. Now she's very you you just heard that. She's getting freaky in this song. And I'm kinda here for it. So it's it's very sexy summer. Just I don't know. I don't know. It is so the more again, like the more that I listen to it, again, the more I vibe. Every single listen, the more I vibe to it. So you just gotta dive into it. Dive into it. So that's that's your little taste of potion if you hadn't listened to it yet. And make sure you go check out the video because I think I enjoyed it more with the video. Seeing Dua Lipa just dance and be a little sensual. You know what I mean? I know uh, J Jack Harlow, he was the first one to watch that video. <laughs> you guys know. You guys know the tea with, with Jack Harlow and Dua Lipa. All right. The other uh, track that I want to talk about that has uh, recently released is I have, an, I have another t song I want to talk about just after this um, that was released last year that is just not getting recognition. But before we dive into that, it's this new track that was released by Post Malone called Cooped Up featuring Roddy Rich. And the reason I want to talk about this is because I've seen a lot of live performances recently of Post Malone, uh, specifically like people at his concerts or where he's been performing live recently and uh his performance on was it the jimmy fallon no i'm sorry on snl with selena gomez um <laughs> so he was performing the song and i don't i don't i don't know why but every single performance i watched of him performing this specific song he was giving very like like he was feeling himself you know what i mean you know when you're singing your song and you're feeling yourself you kind of I like move your hips a little bit more and you kind of just toss it in you just toss in your hip a little <laughs> that's what he was doing and uh i don't know to me i don't judge like i'm not judging but i i sense a little a little sass in the performance and i know what that looks like i know like i'm doing it right now <laughs> but bush malone was giving that and and i was like man what he, is he on something? Am I missing something? So I did a little research. I was looking. I was like, you know, is because I, I now I was curious. I was like, I started research. Is Post Malone bisexual? Because in his song Cooped Up at the very end, he's rapping blah blah blah, and in there he says, you know, I'm still that bitch. <laughs> and I've I've only ever heard a male rapper say that. I think never, or if they're gay, or if they're bisexual. I'm pretty sure I've only heard them say that. So then that was another cue when I listened to the song again after the performance. I was like, but he says I'm that bitch. I'm like, I say that, but I, I know I'm I gay, but is is Post Malone? So that's why I searched it up. And uh, apparently, yeah, there was a an article that said Post Malone comes out as bisexual or talks about his bisexuality and that came out a couple of years ago and I actually never knew that not that I'm like trying to hit on Post Malone but good for him and so when I when I talk about this new song Cooped Up I feel like he's talking about literally being cooped up at home um, and finally getting out you know because of COVID and also like emotionally being himself he's been cooped up and now he gets to be him to himself and so I feel like this is a precursor to a new freeing album, a more uh, album based on his sexuality, maybe. I might be stretching. I might be overdoing it. But like, I feel like that's where we're going. Like, go look at his performances and you tell me. You tell me. You be the judge and listen to Cooped Up because I feel like this is a new era 
and uh, I'm kind of here for it. So Post Malone, I'm keeping my eye on you. I miss you. I really miss you. Beers and beers, beer bongs and Bentleys. Ooh, I've been needing a new album. So get ready for it, guys. He says he's dropping also in the summer, as well as Calvin Harris's Funky Wave Bounces Volume 2, also dropping this summer. So it's going to be a very busy summer for music as we go into it. Now, let's finish up music topics with one last basically this is my fan favorite or my my like my uh honorable mention here because this girl that i'm about to mention hasn't really been given the uh, amount of love i think she should be getting you may know her you may not her name is rebecca black pause for dramatic effect Rebecca Black, you guys, if you haven't heard of the name, she used to be very popular back in 20, 2014, 2012 even? Yeah, 2012, I want to say, is when she dropped her biggest hit to date that people still talk about, Friday. You know, you know it. It's Friday, Friday, gonna get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Bob. <laughs> Actually, now, given that the matter of the fact, at the time, I was like, oh, it's, it's cool, it's about Friday. You know, I used to get off of school, and we're like, it's Friday, it's Friday, play that song. Uh, after, like, the first year, um, she got so much hate for that song. <laughs> like, she would get threats because like they were like the song is so stupid it's so annoying you can't sing and for years she literally got ridiculed for that song because they're like you know your your parents bought you that song you only did it because you have money blah 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 and so for years and years and years she got bashed and she took a hiatus for quite a while but if you go into and research her music she actually has never stopped making music she dropped singles she made music she posted them on youtube but she dropped an EP back in 2021 called Rebecca Black Was Here. I dove into this EP, you guys, and to be honest, I was very surprised at how good it was. And I'm not just saying that because I will be honest. Like I said, like Potion, I think is okay, but it's like a little overdone, a little, I don't know. But this EP genuinely is, it's giving like Charlie XCX vibes. Like, it's giving um, Crash vibes. It's just like this older, old school kind of pop. Um, her songs do have quite a bit of auto-tune. I'm not going to lie. There is quite a bit of auto-tune in her, in her tracks. And, and that's okay. She's always been an auto-tune girly. And, um, but that's okay because she kind of she rocks it. She works with it. She never overdoes it. But she uses just enough auto-tune to where the track sounds good. Personally, and I enjoy a little bit of attitude sometimes. It's fine. We all do. Every artist uses it. So there's six songs on this EP. My favorite is Worth It For The Feeling. The other tracks include Better My Memory, Personal, Not Gonna Lie, Blue, and Girlfriend. Now, the EP is only 18 minutes long. And again, Worth It For The Feeling is the my fan favorite, basically. And it's, again, I didn't know about the song and EP until a TikToker was like, hey... This is the new pop song you should be listening to. And they started playing it. And the other thing that got me intrigued is the instrumental. I don't know if Rebecca Black did this on purpose or 
um, what she was doing, but she definitely sampled another girly with her song, Telepatia. And yeah, I just gotta play it for, for you guys. Like instantly, as soon as I play it, you're gonna be like, that's literally Telepatia. Okay, so let me play it. <laughs> Bro, this song is so good. Now, that's Telepatia, bitch. <laughs> like, I, I definitely think she was like, Kaliuchi's, hey, the vibe from Telepatia is is immense. Can I borrow it? And can I do my own little thing on it? And I'm almost certain because the other tracks on the, on the EP, on uh, Rebecca's EP also have this um, samples from from other tracks I, that I can't recall right now because it... it worth it for the feelings that I've been listening to on repeat um so yeah I mean it's okay we all sample songs but that's the song that I've been listening to and I think it's a really really good song besides the fact that it's sampled um and, and it's a little bit out of tuned um the, the the lyrics though like Rebecca I'm like wow like like she says I might need some more healing but it's worth it for the feeling here we go again and then she says, now I'm not looking back because that pain is dead. If history is repeated, it's worth it for the feeling. Like, girl, that's deep. And like, as I listen to the rest of the song, like, it just, it hits. Baby, it hits. Rebecca, I really hope that you keep pushing through all the haters. Like, she's made it so far with so much hate and not a lot of support for her music. But she's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to still release music no matter what anyone says. And I'm just, I'm so proud that she's made it this far. All right. So the, the fact that she's managed to keep going in the music industry, despite the hate since her teenage hit Friday, I'm here for it. So go to stream and listen to Worth It For The Feeling. That's also going to be on my favorites playlist on the Spotify. So make sure you guys go follow it and like it and hit me up and tell me if you like it. All right. All right. Switching gears here. I want to talk about something big that's happened over the past week. And um, it's going to get very serious up in here. But that's what the podcast is for, you guys. The, the fact that we can be able to talk about music or, you know, whatever's going on, I think is, is the essence of uh, life's a pod, a pop song like i think this podcast and and just the title all fit together because life we could be enjoying music and living our best lives but then shit happens where you got to get serious and you got to talk about it you have to or else it just it lingers and it just builds up and, and creates stress and that's why we're not here for that okay we're not here for that so i want to talk about the biggest news that's happened here in the u.s and that's of course um the big and and that's, of course, the terrible, terrible incident that happened in Uvalde, Texas. And that is the mass shooting um, that happened at the Robb Elementary School. Now, I first want to say all my thoughts and prayers and condolences to anyone and everyone affected by this huge tragedy. The, the families of the, of the children, the families of the teachers, um, and just anyone that had to witness that is it's insane. Now, we, I just I'm I'm so glad I have a platform to talk about things like this because i feel like we all have something to say and feel some type of way but we, we don't all get the chance to talk about things like this so 
I like there's a lot to digress into the situation. And so if you, if you don't know, I'm going to just do like a quick recap. So let's talk. Let's just talk about it. So the shooter's name was Salvador Ramos. He was 18 years old and he grew up in Uvalde, Texas. He lived literally quite um, two, three blocks away from the Rob Elementary School. So yesterday, I believe, or the day before, they released a timeline of exactly what happened that day and and how it happened all right so i kind of want to go through the timeline here with you guys <clears throat> all right so um i'm going through the timeline that's been posted by bbc news so the shooting happened on may 24th the timeline is at 11:15 a.m uh the 18 year old salvador Ramos sends private messages claiming he has shot his grandmother and is going to carry out a shooting at a school so as everyone knows, he was with his. He lives with his grandparents. He left their home, uh, was uh, leaving the home, shot his grandmother in the face. Took their truck, started driving towards the school. At eleven twenty-eight, Ramos crashes his truck into a ditch near Uvalde's Rob Elementary School. Two minutes later, at eleven thirty, police receive a report of a crash and a man with a rifle. The gunman fires at two people as he walks towards the school. He then climbs a fence into the car into car park and shoots at the school from the outside. Alright. So ten minutes pass by and he's already shot two people on the outside of the school. <clears throat> at eleven forty, police say Ramos then enters the west side of the building unchallenged through an apparently unlocked door. I saw something saying that uh, the door had just been recently un unlocked and opened by a teacher beforehand. That's why it was unlocked. A teacher had accessed the door prior to. At 11.43, the school announces a lockdown due to gunshots. So just three minutes later after he made it through the door, which is great. At 11.44, police and other agencies arrive and try to enter, but gunfire pushes them back and they take cover. Inside, Ramos barricades himself inside a classroom and shoots students and teachers. So this is really when it, it starts to go down at 11.43. At 12 a.m., so 16 minutes after the first shots have been, or the first encounter with police has happened, 12, so 16 minutes after that, at 12 p.m., videos show some children escaping from the building. At 12.23, Uvalde police say, the scene remains active, but asks parents to pick up children at the Civic Center. At 12.45, the U.S. Border Patrol tactical team arrives, storm the classroom, and kill the suspect. <clears throat> now, there's been a lot of timelines that have been posted. This one's, the, I think, the most... I think this one's, like, one of the most vague ones that I've seen. <clears throat> I've seen other ones that are a little bit more specific. But the, I guess the really interesting part here to look at, you guys, um, is, is or the most important part to look at is how much time there was from when the lockdown happened to when they actually killed um, Salvador Ramos. It is nearly an hour where he was in the building. And there, I, I literally have been fed so much news about this incident through TikTok and in my Instagram. Like every day that has passed, I have not been able to scroll through my FYP without seeing information and videos and just things feeding me information from this incident. So it's insane. So I kind of know a lot. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I know a lot about the shooting. And, and it's sad. Every single video that I've seen makes me angrier, I think. And, 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 and just, uh, but 
it's a tragedy really what happened here and 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 if you're in america you know this this happens like every other week now a mass shooter goes into a public area just and and just starts shooting and and it's so sad like recently right before this the shooting in uvalde there was a big mass shooting up in buffalo new york where it was uh racially motivated by a white man who just went into a, a a local grocery store and started shooting um black people because he just hates them like come on like how fucked up is that um, and there's been a lot of a lot of instances. Another one in California where a man goes into a predominantly Asian church and shoots the church, um, and it's just so sad. And this and 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 guys, I want to mention that this only is a problem here in the United States. Literally, if you look up number of mass shootings in any other country. They don't stack up at all to the U.S. The U.S. sits at 288 mass shootings this past year alone. If you look up the next second country with the most mass shootings, it's Mexico, I believe, with eight. Eight. We have 288. That's literally insane. And that's for this year. These four, these five months into 2022, 288 mass shootings here in the United States. That's so scary. That's pathetic. It's sad, really. It's really sad. And I think the problem stems from a lot of things. And it's sad to say, uh, guns are the, the the big heavy hitter right now. Guns are like what what is ticking everyone off. And... But I honestly, I think it's deeper than that. I think it's deeper than the guns being the problem. Guns need to be reformed. They need to be like taken away. If you look at countries like Australia, no one's like, I need a gun in my household. No one's like, I need that to protect my children. And, and it's because Australia has done an immense job in creating peace and unity in their country where they know that no race supersedes another. You know what I'm saying? And America, the country of immigrants, is quite literally the opposite, where every race seemingly seems needs to be better than the other, and specific Caucasians, um, the average American Caucasian thinks that they're superior, and, and they've created almost a cult where they think that and believe that's how America has survived for so long, and that's how they want to keep it going is in that same mindset. And, and I think that's been like the toxic trait that's been in America's roots for years and years and years. And so now that we've come into a more modern age where, you know, every other race that lives in America needs to be treated as equal, there's this this fight to see who is the best and i think it's that fight that has created so much hate and and untrustingness in between each other and in every city in america that we feel the need to be protected at all times i don't feel that way but i'm speaking for those who think they have to own a gun to be protected from who knows what that's the problem not and not only those that need feel have or have the need to be protected that that makes sense everyone wants to be protected i think the mass shooters that usually 
um, create these terrible situations have hate for another race. And so a majority of mass shootings are racially motivated, hate motivated. And so that's where it comes to play. That our country is living on, on hatred. And so it goes deeper than just guns. The guns aren't the problem. It's America's way of living. And this hate that it's created is the problem. The gun part is kind of like the icing on top. The fact that uh, anyone over the age of 18 can buy a gun is insane. And the fact that you can get a gun, not only a gun, but an assault rifle, like an assault weapon. What 18-year-old needs an assault rifle? It's insane. It's literally insane. And and recently I saw a video and a TikTok from uh, Neil from Catfish. <laughs> he posted a very different perspective on, on how ref ref gun reform can happen. How about we treat every young man who wants to buy a gun like every woman who wants to get an abortion? A mandatory 48-hour waiting period, parental permission, a note from his doctor proving he understands what he's about to do, a video he has to watch about the effects of gun violence, and an ultrasound wand up the ass just because. Let's close down all but one gun shop in every state and make him travel hundreds of miles, take time off of work, and stay overnight in a strange town to get a gun. Let's make him walk through a gauntlet of people holding photos of loved ones who were shot to death and people who call him a murderer and beg him not to buy a gun. I mean, it makes more sense to do this with young men and guns than with women and healthcare, right? I mean, no woman getting an abortion has ever killed a room full of people in seconds, right? It sparked something in my mind and I was like, this is the problem with America too. They're more focused on trying to control people instead of trying to control something that people buy, like guns. Like an object, you could control an object. I, I can control someone from buying a water bottle. Like you can control that easily. You know, you stop the supply, you up the price, you make it less, you know, you, you, know, you try to create less demand for it. It's super easy, super easy. But America goes and tries to control people, try to control women's body and their choice for abortion. They try to control LGBTQ rights in every state. Uh, transgender rights is, is the big one right now. And I don't understand why. <laughs> They're so invested into controlling how people live their lives. And it, it's, it makes no sense to me. And so the, the focus strays away from guns. And it's just very sad. And I can continue on into what gun reforms are there are now, um, what America is focusing on currently as far as politics go. But the, the truth of the matter is, uh, if you're listening to this and you live in America, you have to kind of just open your eyes. And whoever you are, whether you support gun reform or not or anything like that, you just got to keep an open mind and, and, and realize that truthfully, like truthfully, truthfully, every other country lives their lives without the need of guns and whether they have crazy people everyone has crazy people every country has people that need help mentally and i want to i'm sorry to call them crazy people that need help mentally and they should be able to get that help and i feel like the reason that people in this country are even more crying out for help mentally is 
our lack of of health aid. Like you have to spend thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars just to be checked at or checked on uh, at a hospital. And so that's, I think, another thing that just degrades the integrity of an American and makes them hate. So there's just a lot to unfold here. And, and this latest shooting at Uvalde is just like the next domino in the lineup. And so we're all hoping that this is the last domino where things change after this. But it's going to take a shit ton of work, a shit ton of push on the government to act and to realize what the, the real problems are. And like I said, there's a lot. There's a lot of them. So I I think that change might happen, but it all can't happen at the same time unless we really push for it, unless we really start protesting and really getting out there. Like I'm talking like civil civil rights movement era type protesting. Like that's what need that's what needs to happen. Like American government is not what it it should be. Like this is a new generation. This generation is the generation that's gonna take us into the future. And so old government and old people in, in politics, I don't think are, are doing it for us anymore. Like they're really not. Um and so that's just that's just kind of my point of view on it right now guys that's where i sit i think you just we just have to push forward from this and and something needs to be done because f f crazy fucks like this dude in salvador fuck him like there's more of them out there but it's the easy access to guns and maybe the lack of help here in the u.s that that just creates a sense of like there's no other route except do something crazy so yeah again that's kind of my closed view on it um i'm not saying like i'm not taking sides kind of i am kind of taking sides but not like i'm trying to not pose a side onto you guys but just keeping an open open minded conversation all right it's definitely that's we what we all need to do is just keep an open mind when we go into things like this because we all have different point of views and not everything is right in our point of views. So keeping an open mind, we get the best of both worlds. All right. But again, prayers and condolences to everyone out in Uvalde, Texas. Um, but that's going to end the show for today, guys. I'm sorry to kind of end on such a political note. Like, who am I? Who is this guy? I'm not even a politic major, but sign me the fuck up. Not really. I'm not a politics fan. I really don't even like talking about this stuff. To be honest, my boyfriend does. He loves this stuff. Kevin, if you're listening to this, you probably devoured this 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 episode today. <laughs> He's just eating it up. Good soup. Um, but we're just going to end it on that note. I hope you guys enjoyed this first episode of the season. Thank you so much for listening through, through my ideas, my conversations. I hope you guys liked all the songs that I mentioned at the very beginning. Again, make sure you guys go follow the, the Faves playlist on Spotify. Again, that's going to be linked through the Instagram account Life's a Pop Song Podcast. Make sure you go follow it. You can also follow my other social medias of my own personal stuff. And guys, I'll see you in the next episode. Take care. Took us